0: Hello and welcome to Take It or Leave It. It's a Christian podcast to encourage us all to implement real change in our lives based on the teachings of Jesus, so that when the rapture occurs, we may all be caught up to meet Jesus Christ in the air. It's about spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. I'm your host, Madison Santiago. back to take it or leave it. I would like to kick things off with a reminder and an encouragement and I want to take you in Malachi chapter 4 verses 5 and 6 and something I would like to highlight here is that Malachi was a minor prophet. Now when I say minor prophet, I don't mean that he was less than other prophets. What I mean is he only shared few prophecies and though he only shared few prophecies he did share a major prophecy okay in verse five it says behold i will send you elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the lord All right, so the great and dreadful day of the Lord, what is that? That's when the Lord is returning. It's a day of trouble for those on earth. So before this dreadful day, Elijah is coming. That is what Malachi is prophesying here. And I want to discuss this more. So are you familiar with John the Baptist? Many thought that John the Baptist was fulfilling this prophecy because he was operating in the spirit of like Elijah. And the Holy Spirit came upon John in the womb before the day of the Pentecost when he was still in the womb of his mother. Wow. So John had the Spirit of God and he was asked if he was Elijah because of his life. His life was like Elijah. He was rebuking people. He was tough. His character reminded people of Elijah, right? But John the Baptist was not fulfilling this prophecy. So What are these days? These dreadful days. Yes, it's a time of trouble for those on earth, but these are the days of the Antichrist. We better be ready. And before this happens, Elijah is coming back, meaning someone with the spirit like Elijah, like John the Baptist. All right, this will happen before the Lord comes back. Amen. You know, today there are a few Elijahs. And when Elijah was on earth, he was complaining in a cave to God that many were not like him. But God said, oh, no, there's more. And I'll put it into perspective for you. So perhaps there were 50,000 others like Elijah compared to the entire population of this world. Now, when you actually look at that in comparison, that's not a lot. That's not a lot compared to the full population of this world. 50,000 is not a lot. But God promised the same spirit of Elijah will be in some people. The Holy Spirit, and remember this, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. How do I know that? Well, we learn from the Word of God that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we also know that our God is three in one. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. One God, though there's three entities, they are the same. So it includes the Holy Spirit. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So the same Holy Spirit that was in Elijah is the same Holy Spirit today. The same Holy Spirit in Peter, in Paul, right? It's the same. I want you to remember that the Holy Spirit is not given in different doses. You either have him or you don't, all right? So instead of wondering why you are not as on fire for the Lord compared to someone else, instead reflect inwardly and decide, do I really have him? Okay, the person who possesses the Holy Spirit will do the work of God. Verse 6, and it says, And he will turn the hearts to the Father to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. What does this mean in verse 6? It means reconciliation, reconciling people with Jesus. If you are saved today and you have the Holy Spirit, you are in the business of God and of God. Okay? If you are saved today and you have the Holy Spirit, you are in the business for God and of God. It is the business of reconciliation, meaning you preach the gospel, the holy and powerful word of God. So men and women alike are reconciled with God. Amen. The Lord said, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. God's enforcing that he will send the spirit of Elijah to earth. Elijah stands alone telling people to their face, how long will you falter? Elijah was unashamed. He was unafraid. And when you look in the Word of God, you will find that this spirit is just like John's. And what did John preach? Repentance. He preached repentance to the religious people. John did not condemn unbelievers. He condemned religious people. Our problem today are religious people. Many churches and proclaimed ministries are blind leading the blind today. Who put Jesus on the cross? Unbelievers? No. Religious people put Jesus on the cross. Religious people who are supposed to know the word of God. If you serve God today, you have seen this with religious people. You have a burden on your heart because it is so clear. And the Lord wants to give them a chance to be reconciled to Him. Don't you want that too? Don't you love souls? Amen. So God isn't sending the physical person, Elijah, back to earth again, but the spirit of like Elijah. Today, people need pushed to do the work of God, but you shouldn't need pushed because the Holy Spirit makes it natural to work. We need him. So the first coming of Christ was announced beforehand. This is another coming of another Elijah and John the Baptist. Okay? We expect people to behave like this. The Holy Spirit is producing this kind of servant who is unashamed and unafraid, always about God's business. Pastors who have this spirit, they're going to walk away from religious churches and they're going to seek to be with others in the army of God, the true army of God. And the army of God does not contain people who are lukewarm. Of course, if a pastor depends financially on the church, of course they're going to stay to keep their comforts that pastor must be convicted, right? Pastors will have to get to the source of Jesus, which is why they will run from these churches, these religious churches. Preachers who are sick of religion and who are sick of people failing to produce results for the kingdom are going to leave the church to find Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? That's more of something to open your eyes, something to meditate upon something to reread for yourself and study upon it. But I want to get back to our lesson. We were recently discussing priesthood and how Adam taught his children about offering, right? Adam was the priest of his house, meaning Cain and Abel, his children, gave their offerings to Adam to be offered to the Lord on their behalf, right? And Noah did this for his children too. So offering sacrifices to the Lord is not new. We studied this in our previous study when we were discussing the old ways, all right? In Jeremiah chapter six, verse 16, it says, thus says the Lord, stand in the ways and see and ask for the old paths where the good way is and walk in it. Then you will find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. What does this mean? What is the prophet Jeremiah saying? God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He says, do not make me a modern God. Today, churches are making a new God. And it needs to be examined. God said this through the prophet Jeremiah. He wanted people to find rest in the old ways. God never needs modified. Why? He's perfect. Man changes, right? Therefore, they changed God. The problem of man is they change how to approach God according to their new ways, not God's we must always look to the old way in the book of acts what was the church like remember people really feared god back then a true fear with trembling they were real christians learning the teachings of christ and we just read thus says the lord stand in the ways and see and ask for the old path the ancient ways where the good way is and walk in it why Because it works. What works is in the old ways. Go and walk on those old paths and walk in it because it is the right way. God's saying this. God wanted people to go back to the original ways, the good old ways. Why are they good? Well, according to God, again, they worked and they produced the right results that pleased Him. Today, People don't understand the original church and what it should be. And today they come with modern things in church and it just does not produce the same people that were produced in the old way like in the church of Acts. Have you ever thought of this? Why don't we hear of angels breaking disciples out of jail today? Because the ways of people today have changed. People today are insisting in a new way that will not work. Today we don't see miracles. People who say they are Christians, they don't act like it. Why? Because they don't want to go back to the old ways. We were living in a time where people believe every single feeling or thought they have is valid. So they just make it up as they go. And in doing so, they have changed God. Now, not really. God, again, he's the same. But people are worshiping a God that they have created, but they use the same cross. There are people who have encounters with angels and other angelic encounters. Why is it not mentioned nowadays? It's because people refuse the word of God and they don't listen. They constantly lower the standard of God and his ways to a way in teaching that they qualify for and prefer. And it's not right. So Adam trained Cain and Abel. They understood sacrificing to God was to be done in holiness. The quality of the offering and the quality of the offerer are two components in this lesson of priesthood. Okay, so one, we have the offering itself, and two, we have the one who is offering. So the priest is the offerer, and we will learn more and compare between different servants in the Bible. And some today may say comparing is wrong, but God compared so we can compare and learn and be educated and i want to take you to isaiah 23 verse 7 where it says is this your joyous city whose antiquity is from ancient days so he prophesied this isaiah did is this your joyous city so something i want to highlight here is that god is still the ancient of days and our children today need to know this and it's good for a child to be taught well when they are young right so that they can understand things Of religious service like tithing and in the case of adam he was teaching cain and abel the practice of offering so when they are old enough they may tithe on their own they may offer sacrifices to the lord as they will become priests of their own house they will provide the offering children should learn how to properly worship god so that they will do it when they grow older and ephesians chapter 6 verse 4 supports this and you fathers do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and the admonition of the Lord. We as followers of Jesus Christ should honor God with what we have. First with our life, of course, right? We all have a life. If we don't have money or anything, we have our life. Honor God with what you have according to how he prospered you what do I mean here? Money, talents, employments, businesses, possessions. Why? Because it came from God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16, it says, now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given orders to the church of Galatia, so you must do also. So again, we're talking about learning, collections of the saints. He was talking about money, right? This church They were collecting money from the members of the church. For who? For the saints, the holy ones who are coming to the church. The churches in Galatia were doing this. If holy ones visit another church, the people would gather money to get them home or keep them going. It was holy money. And it was to be given to the saints. We're talking about quality, right? Yes, we want to submit. Yes, we want to honor the Lord with what he says, but quality matters, All right, so when we bring offerings to God, let's bring our offering to God with the right heart and with such sacrifices so that God will be pleased with us. If you remember, Cain brought an offering and Abel brought an offering, but Cain's offering is mentioned first in Genesis. It almost makes it seem as though Cain's offering is better because it's mentioned first. And I wanna highlight here that there could be a person who hears a lot of sermons. They could pray and they could give, but if your heart is not in the right place and the right condition, like Cain's, you will not be successful and God will not be happy with you. And I want you to beware of hypocrites because they can come before God. They can come before you in church. Yet, they are hypocrites. They can stand in the church today. And God compared Cain and Abel. That's why he accepted one offering and not the other. So again, is it wrong to compare? No. Because we're educated. We're getting educated. We're learning, right? In Genesis, Cain's offering was mentioned first, making it look like the offering was better. But Cain was not sincere and he fell short. It's the same today. If you and I are not sincere, we will fall short. And in Luke 18, verse 10, it says, Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. Okay, so right here we have two went. You see there's a comparison already. It's like saying two Christians went to church. Here we have a Pharisee and a tax collector, which are different occupations, but both went to pray. Jesus is teaching that not all who go to church are with the right heart. The Pharisee thought that God was okay with him. All right. Today, we must be devoted to God to understand if we're distracted. Unless you are focused on anything, you won't ever know what it's like to be distracted because your focus won't be broken. You must have your focus broken, which means you must have a focus. You should know if you're distracted and God wants us to know so that we don't deceive ourselves. You see, Cain was blind spiritually, not literally. How we behave in God is how we serve God. He looks at our quality and our devotion. So I ask you today, are you blind? Maybe. You need to be sure. So what we have here, a Pharisee and a tax collector, there is a difference between their devotions. Their offerings were received differently by God. And if we come to God not to worship and not to pay holy respect to God, any action we do is going to be in vain. God's not going to be happy with us. It is not only the offering we give to God, but it is the person who is offering. For example, the idea is that a person who goes to church should prepare their heart to go to church to worship God. It cannot be rushed. Don't rush your preparations, but prioritize it because we serve a holy God. In the old days, the people were waiting there before the presence of God would come. And today, it's different. It's no longer like that. Without the right condition, it is a waste. It's not first-class quality, so it will not be acceptable to God. And I want you to remember that many come to Jesus in the end, and they'll say, Jesus, did we not do all of these things for you? And Jesus will tell them, away from me, you workers of iniquity. That means you failed. I was never with you. Jesus is going to say that. So it's not only the money we give God needing to be first-class, but it must be given with holiness. Anything that we do must be given to God with holiness. The focus is on the worship and giving. And I don't mean singing. Yes, singing is worship, but we were talking about worshiping God with how we prepare and how we show up and how we present ourselves before him. So it's acceptable to God. Yes, of course, there's natural preparation, but I'm not referring to that. I'm referring to spiritual preparation because you are going to meet the Spirit of God in your worship. You are responsible for preparing yourself so that you're ready, and I'm responsible for preparing myself so that I'm ready. There is nobody that can prepare you for you besides you. Remember, we work out our own salvation. So I hope this was a good reminder to you and an encouragement to examine yourselves and make sure that you are right before god do you have the right quality is your focus in the right place or are you distracted do you come to god in holiness and are you setting aside the right time to spiritually prepare yourself for worship to be in the presence of god anything less is done in vain. And this is shared with you with the love of the Lord. Thank you so much. This is Take It or Leave It. God bless you all.